0: State Champs Nation, Lauren Plant here. Before we get to this podcast, I just wanted to bring you a quick programming note. The State Champs Sports Network is expanding our podcast programming. In order to make it easier for you to listen to the podcasts you want to listen to, we wanted to break them all out. You can find each of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, from Apple and Google Podcasts to Spotify and so many more. If you're a State Champs superfan, you want to listen to them all, you don't have to to change a thing we'll still be posting everything in this feed now on with the podcast It is another edition of the State Champs Indiana Extra Point podcast here on uh, State Champs Indiana. And it's presented by Lawrence Technological University. Over 100 degree programs offered to university consistently ranked one of the best in the Midwest, according to U.S. News and World Report. Find out more at ltu.edu. My name is Greg Rakestraw, the star of the show from 105.9 The Bash in Wabash and all points northeastern Indiana. It is Bob Stambazzi. Brother Bob, how are you doing today? Rightfully so. Well, thank you very much. Man, what a great weekend, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Sexual championship weekend is always something special because you are playing for a trophy. You are now adding on to the trophy the next two weeks, but you are halfway home. In fact, a little bit more than halfway home as far as the destination of reaching Lucas Oil Stadium, On Thanksgiving weekend, we are down to 48 teams that are left playing football in the state of Indiana. There were 45 games that were played over the weekend. We ended up with three COVID no contests, one that we knew about for a week. The other two that unfolded, unfortunately, during the course of the week, as McCutcheon in 5A and Washington in 3A, both had to withdraw before their championship game sending Zionsville and Sullivan, respectively, onto the regional round. For Sullivan, unfortunately, and it would have been the same case for Washington, too, one of those two schools was going to win their first football sectional on Friday night. Sullivan did, sadly, by way of a forfeit and not because of what they accomplished on the field. That the good news for the Golden Arrows is that is their season gets to continue on as they'll be playing Danville uh, on Friday night in a game that I think we're going to have on the ISC Sports Network. More weeks than not, Bob, we have talked about the Southwood Knights off the jump of the show. And obviously they were kind of a focal point for the entire state of Indiana given the fact they were out and then back in the tournament the week of the sectional. If you're able to lift that away from their story, Their entire season was based on getting to two teams, was beating Adams Central to be able to get to South Adams in the regional. And that's exactly where we are. Southwood beat the Jets for a sectional title on Friday night. Tell me about the game. Well, you're exactly
1: right. This is a game, actually, this weekend we talked about at week one as we led into this 2020 uh, season and this was a heavyweight prize fight I mean it was a punch counterpunch type of game Adam Central jumped out and really great to be quite honest with you dominated the first half of offense as they jumped out to a seven to nothing lead and then Southwood came back and put seven on the board so we're tied seven and a half both teams come back in the third quarter put 7 on the board so now we're tied at 14 and then you say is elijah sutton available for the rest of the game all he did in the second half was run for 187 yards 217 on the night had some a uh, couple touches but this kid uh, was the mainstay for Southwood as far who struggled early uh, due to the blitz of Adam Central. Let me tell you, when they came, they came with the student body and they caused problems for far the entire night. And Southwood was having trouble picking it up. They made an adjustment. And the adjustment they made, let's go inside. Let's see what we can do between the tackles. And it paid off big for him. And it's, uh, I got to look at uh, also for for uh, Adam Central, the Hirely kid is a big running back. And Southwood had some issues trying to stop all night. The Curry kid, oh, my goodness, Greg, this kid is in fifth gear when he takes his first step. And their quarterback, young man by the last name of Black, threw the ball exceptionally well. But Southwood's defense is the old cliche. Uh, they bent some. They didn't break it all night, and they hung in there. But give credit where credit is due. I thought it would come down to special teams, and I think that Adam Central had a better kicker. Well, guess what? Southwood had the better kicker and had great special teams all night long. And uh, I just know that Coach Snyder is ecstatic at the overall play, offensively, and you know and I talk about this a lot, defensively for Southwood.
0: This is a team that spent 72 hours thinking they were out of the tournament uh, and were able to clear enough testing, be able to play against their rival Northfield in week number one. And then now it is on to the regional round. We'll talk more about their huge matchup, one of the best in the state with South Adams coming up on Friday night in a matter of moments. we will tell you about my game that I had on Friday night, Warren Central and Lawrence North. And literally bye I had the exact same game at the exact same location uh, in the exact same round uh, a year ago. Uh, In between, obviously lot's happened in the world, but from just a football standpoint, Lawrence North had ended a 15-year losing streak to Warren Central in week number seven, so five weeks before this game took place. LN won that game 34-13. In between that time, Warren Central played just twice. They were beaten in similar fashion by Carmel the next week at home. Warren did not have an opponent in week number nine, and that was that was not COVID related. That was they didn't have an opponent going into the season in week number nine and, and elected not to schedule one. They obviously had October the 23rd off. They beat North Central after their starting quarterback, Prince Powell, got hurt. Uh, their backup quarterback and Daniel Tippett helped lead two touchdown drives for Warren Central just to get to the sectional final. But here comes LN a chance to win a sectional for the first time in 30 years, a chance to get a postseason win over Warren Central for the first time in 28 years. Lawrence North jumped out to a 7-0 lead, a pair of turnovers at midfield, a pair of fumbles forced by DeWan Eccles, uh, led to touchdowns, two of them within a span of two minutes at the end of the first half. Warren central took the opening drive of the second half and scored on that as well. And then basically played keep away from Lawrence North the rest of the night. It was a 35 point reversal from five weeks earlier and Warren central at four and five is moving on to the regional round for a seventh time in the last eight years. As I am scanning the brackets, Warren central, is the only team that is under 500 that makes it to the regional round. Now, they will have their work cut out for them in playing Center Grove. But, Bob, this is a team that is largely made up of sophomores and juniors. Warren knew they would have their work cut out for them this year. Uh, and, And let's face it, the team that is the best team this year in Center Grove, a lot of us expect to be the best team next year because of the tremendous amount of talent they have in their junior class. They'll have some great seniors that graduate but there's so much talent they return back that we all think center Grove, the team to beat next year as well. Warren central and center Grove should be a great matchup this coming Friday. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to next year season opener already because of how good I think that game is going to be. Baz.
1: Well, one thing you have mentioned all year, Greg, uh, uh, two teams in really stay in front of me was Ben Davis and Warren central, how you felt they were, getting better each week as the season progressed. And here it is, Warren Central, we're going to go against Center Grove. It's going to be a good old slobber knocker uh,
0: down there in the Indy area, and it could be a lot of fun, no doubt about it. Two games from Fort Wayne that, that caught my attention. Uh, Homestead beating Warsaw. Your thoughts on that? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, Homestead throws his
1: snot out of football. And uh, the quarterback has done a great job this year uh, getting the ball out and doing some great things, but they also can run. But beating Bart like they did, uh, uh, I give credit to Warsaw for being at where they're at today to where they were three years ago. So right. So it's a very competitive program right now, a team that can beat anybody on any given Friday
0: night. Now, the other game, there are very few times in history – that uh, Lures beating Eastside would be considered an upset. We are at that moment in history. And again, Lures came into the postseason three and six. They have now won three games to level their record at six and six on the season. Again, you are the softball coach at Lures, so you spend some time around the athletes at Lures High School. So I, I know you, you know the kids maybe a little bit better than, say, other schools that you don't see on a regular basis. Eastside had a phenomenal year, and they put up 49 points. One and up as Lures scored 56. Tell me about the track meet that took place in that 2A sectional.
1: Actually, Eastside got on the board first, seven to nothing to start the game. Then back came Lures with uh, 14 straight. Then uh, Eastside tied it back up. It was just back and forth, Greg, back and forth. And when you sit there and look, that uh, Eastside was averaging defensively, just giving up six points a game, and they allowed Lures uh, to put that 56 on the board You see, Lures is typical Lures right now. Uh, Getting ready through the sack, Greg. We've talked about this for a couple years. They get ready in the sack, come in, started the tournament play under 500. Now they're at 500, And this is a football team that is using a lot of quickness uh, to get the job done. Now, they have suffered some injuries. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out into next week's contest. But this Eastside team, Uh, I was talking with uh, uh, some people at Lures. They said the quarterback from Eastside was nothing short of a beast, and the fullback was a load that Lures had trouble because he had that center of gravity so low to the ground, they had trouble bringing him down. So this was a great high school football game. And, oh, by the way, Lures intercepted the ball on the final play of the
0: game (laughs) in the end zone to seal it. All right, so let's talk about uh, just a quick tip of the cap to the summit. And again, it's, a bit, it's in some degrees, it's easier to do this because the teams are spread out enrollment-wise. But yes. there are four teams in the SAC that made it to, to the regional round. Homestead in 6A, Dwinger in 5A, Concordia in 3A, and Lures in 2A. Four teams from the MIC made it to the regional round, and that's not exactly a surprise. All of them are in the southern half of the bracket this year. Uh, ben Davis winning their sectional, not a surprise. Senator Grove winning their sectional, certainly expected. Warren Central surprising, and maybe to a lesser degree, it's Carmel. I oh. thought that was the game of the week in 6A, and a lot of folks would say Merrillville, Lafayette, Jeff, Pirates thumped the Broncos. So let's talk about Carmel and Brownsburg. Carmel forces six Brownsburg turnovers. Carmel wins that game 21-7. But the big news about that one is quarterback Zach Osborne did not finish the game. He had been dealing with a a rib issue dating back to week five against Lawrence North. He played through that for most of the season. Wasn't at the game. That wasn't the game I had. I think it was a leg injury that he suffered in the uh, victory against Brownsburg. And now the big question is, will Osborne be able to go against Ben Davis on Friday night? But tip of the cap to Carmel. And again, this is the first time in eight years they have been in the southern half of the bracket. But again, Carmel BD, Warren Center Grove. It's a Mick tournament to get to the 6A championship game. Again, Center Grove will be the favorite. But they know that none of these games will be easy, even though Center Grove has beaten all of those teams by 20 or more points. The one thing I will point out is that Center Grove has not seen any of those teams since week number four. They literally played those teams in order. Warren Central was week two. Ben Davis, or Carmel was week three. And Ben Davis was week number four. And I find it interesting that for, you know, clearly Center Grove was number one. And we have talked about Center Grove being far and away the best team in 6A, far and away the best team in the state. Cathedral, you know, has something to say about that, given how close they played Center Grove in, in in week number nine, but the standpoint of you know after Center Grove numbers two through seven in that league, you could put your fingers together by an inch and you could separate those six teams. Yet yeah, here we are, go figure. The four teams that are still left playing out of that league are the four power programs in that league in no particular order, just the order of the number of sectional they are in: Carmel, Ben Davis, Warren Central, and Center Grove. All right. That's a good chance for us to stop down and tell you more about our friends at Lawrence Technological University, Southfield, Michigan. They have 27 teams across 22 sports. They just added track and field and men's volleyball. If you've dreamed about it, about being a college athlete, then do this. Go to ltuathletics.com, click the be recruited tab on the homepage, fill out the questionnaire for your sport. The coaching staff will get it. You basically recruit yourself. You could even intern with the state champs sports network team while living the dream and getting a wonderful education. Your journey begins at ltuathletics.com. So, Bob, we are down to 24 games that take place this week. I'm literally going to mention them all. I'm going to have you pick a favorite matchup in each class. So here are the games that are left in 6A. Again, Maryville gets by Lafayette Jeff for a second year. They'll take on Elkhart, their first year as a consolidated high school. The Lions are 9-0. Homestead 10-1 against Westfield 10-1. The Shamrocks win a 6A sectional, four years removed from making the jump from 5A to 6A. And in that year, the Shamrocks were 5A state champs. As I mentioned earlier, Carmel at BD, Warren Central at Center Grove. Give me a 6A game that has your attention, Coach. Merrillville uh, and Elkhart, uh, I, I this intrigues me.
1: Elkhart, first time uh, as a school, a, a 6A school due to consolidation. uh has, and, and I've been doing some reading about up in the region, and there's still some people that they, they're not happy that they have the guys out of Hammond because Hammond shut down the schools for most of the year. then allowed them to come back. Well, they stayed at Marville, which was only right. So I think this yep. is going to be a great matchup between the Pirates
0: and in the Lions. By the way, I have zero problem uh, with those kids being at Merrillville. Me? Uh, when they are told before the season starts, hey, we're not playing football at Hammond-Morton, they legally went to their school to try to play football. And then when Morton restarts, I don't blame those kids for staying at Merrillville. I have zero problem with those kids playing for the Merrillville Pirates. Um, by the way, Homestead and Westfield, I think it's going to be a really good game because of what you talked about, Homestead, a team that's built on their offense. Westman or Jake Gilbert is built on their defense. Even though I think whoever wins out of the South will be the heavy favorite, I think there are four great storylines that I could see any one of those four teams in the northern half of 6A making it to Lucas Oil Stadium. The game's remaining in 5A. Mishawaka's at Valpo. Keith Kinder's done a great job of picking up where Bart Curtis left off and, and kept the train moving for the Mishawaka Caveman. For the second year in a row, Junior has a lengthy regional trip. Last year it was Harrison. This year they're going to Zionsville. Southern half of the draw, Whiteland ends, New Pals run. They thump them 48 13 on Friday night. Their reward is going to play at number one Cathedral. Jeffersonville at five and five plays Castle at seven and three uh, in the Southern matchup in class 5A. What's the 5A game that has your attention, Baz?
1: It's got to be Zionsville and DeWinger, and here's why. DeWinger is not the typical DeWinger team of years past. Are they 10-1? Yes, sir, they are. But this team just finds ways to win, Greg. They're not blowing people out. Uh, they had a tough one again with Fort Wayne Northside last week, one and 20-12. I This is just a great matchup. Why? Also because the way Zionsville plays their schedule coming out of central Indiana. I just think this is a great matchup. It could be a lot of fun.
0: Class 4A, Holbert, who was in the semi-state in 4A last year. They play at Logan Sport. Congratulations to the Berries. They're sexual champs in football for the first time in 16 years. Marion at East Noble. And again, East Noble is good every year. They made the state finals last year, but they had heavy graduation losses. That's a real accomplishment for Coach Amstutz in the Knights that East Noble gets back at least to the regional round and potentially beyond that. I would tend to think Holbert is the favorite in the northern half of the draw. But again, anything is possible. It is the heavyweights that we have been talking about all year long in 4A yeah. in the southern half of the draw. Ron Colley is 10 and 1. Their only loss was to Chittard in week number three. They play undefeated Mount Vernon, led by Mike Kirshner, who beat New Pal earlier this year, who made the semi state round for the first time last year. You've got Mooresville, who is 11 and 1. Mike Gillen, for all of his greatness as a head coach at various stops along the way, looking for that first state championship. They play at undefeated Evansville Central, who of course played Wenger to an epic four-overtime game two years ago in the 4A state championship. Central got upended by Memorial and won the 4A title last year. That's the team they beat 30-21 to in the sectional final in 4A on Friday night. What 4A game jumps off the page at you, Coach?
1: That's it, right there. Mooresville and Evansville Central. Uh, Central's been there, you know. You keep saying they lost here, they have a four overtime there. These are state final games, and or or close to it. And I just think this is going to be a slobberknocker of a football game as Mooresville heads down. Mooresville heads down to uh, Evansville Central. It's it's just I think experience takes over in this contest, Greg.
0: By the way, um, Mooresville again lost when they had to play Memorial last year. They make the long drive again. To Central. Central is the oldest continually operating high school in the state of Indiana. Ooh. The folks from New Albany will tell you we're the oldest school. The folks from Central will tell you, hey, we've been going start to finish the longest. They have never won a Team State championship at Central. That is a, an historical note to watch for as the postseason unfolds. Class 3A, Mishawaka Marion is a Calumet. Concordia, which we've talked about this matchup for weeks. The Concordia would get Chittard. The game is going to be played. I can almost see it from my house down the street at Chittard High School. (laughs) On the bottom half of the bracket, Sullivan at Danville. Again, congrats to the Golden Arrows for making the regional round for the first time. Danville's really good. Uh, Jimmy Comer's done a great job in his first year at Danville. But uh, I I will step out on a limb. You may think differently. To me, the matchup in 3A... Is Southridge at 12 and 0 at Lawrenceburg at 11 and 1? Lawrenceburg has won their last 11 games. They open the season with East Central every year. Ryan Kadiga's team is always playing up in that matchup. That's the one time they've lost. They have since run the table after that. Um, Southridge Lawrenceburg to me is the game of the week in 3A. My guess is you might feel it could be Concordia Chitar Who are you going with?
1: Well, actually, I'm looking, you're going to laugh at me. I'm looking at Mishawaka Marion and Calumet. Calumet's only played six games right. because of the region's uh, situation. Uh, I think this is a good Calumet team, uh, but I would really actually like to see Marion play. Uh, this is an outstanding football team. But, you know, I, I say that, but to me, I'm going to agree. I think the top game in class three is Southridge and Lawrenceburg. I think this is going to be a great, High school tournament football game.
0: Listen, I think Chittard and Marion are clearly one and two in in three A football, yes. and yes. I expect them to play. And that game would then be at Mishawaka Marion next Friday because of Mishawaka Marion being on the road and Shatard being at home. I think Danville's a heavy favorite over Sullivan in in, in their matchup. Um, I'm not sure to take the Southridge Lawrenceburg game is going to be a Saturday night game, by the way, oh. um, and so. There is a chance that there's only one loss for the 3A semi state participants, and that would be Shatartu Cathedral back in week number four, depending on how the balances fall. If, regardless, I think there's going to be four really good teams left in, in the semi state in 3A. In 2A, the matchup we've been expecting all yeah. year long one loss, Andran, one loss, Pioneer. Lures is at Tipton. Southern half, congratulations to Western Boone. Again, they're the two time defending. State champs. Um, but um, they they again suffer heavy graduation losses. They had four losses during the regular season. Now they play at Heritage Christian. And then the last game, it is a rematch from last year's regional where Triton Central surprised Evansville Modern Day. Now Tim Able's Tigers got to make the drive to the west side and, and play at the Wrights Bowl uh, to play Modern Day uh, coming up on either Friday or Saturday. In 2A, to me, Bob, it's hard to get past Andrean and Pioneer because I think a lot of us, and and I'll raise my hand on this, think the state champion comes from that game right there.
1: Uh, There's no argument, remember? If you remember, Claire, back in the very uh, beginning of the season, uh, I'm a big, big fan of Andrean, and you look what Pioneer has done, given uh, Chesterton one of their losses uh, in this bad boy. And uh, so I I just think uh, this is going to be a whale of a football game. And it's going to be played at Pioneer. They're only going to allow 250 people in from mm. each school, so it's it's not going to be that ruckus atmosphere. But I tell you what, kids don't care. They want to play. It's a toss up in this game.
0: Pioneers lost. New Haven Pioneer does have a victory over a 6A opponent, as you referenced in Chesterton. Finally, in Class 1A, I know this is where you're going to be on uh, on Friday night. Central Catholics at Winnemac. against CC had two different COVID-19 breaks during the season. They're just four and three, but it was largely thought, Hey, the sectional and even the regional round largely open for CC. I want to give a quick shout out to John Hendricks at Winnemac after a very successful tenure as the head coach at Knox. When Craig Barr stepped away, John went home to coach at Winnemac. They too had a COVID break to start the season. But Winamac is seven and two. Congratulations. And this is a good CC team. I don't think they're as good as last year's team, Brian A., the head coach. It's not impossible Wittemack wins that game, but I do think CC is the favorite. Now we get to three wonderful matchups for the rest of the 1A bracket. Again, much like Andrean and Pioneer, a game we've been pointing to since August. 11-0 South Adams is at 12-0 Southwood. Another match of undefeated teams. Chuck Sorrell, South Putnam Eagles are 12-0. They take on Covenant Christian, who's still relatively new at playing football, on the west side of Indianapolis at 12-0. Then West Washington, the Senators are undefeated at 10-0, of course playing in the memory of their late coach and Philip Bowsman. They play at North Decatur, who has lost twice. North Decatur has not allowed a point since September the 18th. They beat Milan 6-zip in the sectional final on Friday night. I know what game you're picking, so tell me about South Adams and and, and Southwood on Friday night.
1: I I don't think there's any question. This is going to be a great high school football game. Uh, James Arnold comes in there, uh, almost 3,000 yards throwing. Uh, They got a big old running back in there by the name of Christian Somerset. He's got 1,000 yards. This this is an all-around big 1A football team that anybody is going to have trouble handling. If Southwood can stay – with their defense against the passing game. Southwood Chase is pretty good on the run, Greg, but it's just going to come down to Southwood's defense not biting on any fakes, and I'm sure they saw that on the film from the Adams Central game, but if they can stay that way, I think Southwood actually could upset South Adams.
0: You know that we are deep into the season when Bob and I can literally mention every team left playing football, and let's keep our fingers crossed. We are scheduled to have 24 games on Friday or Saturday. We got 45 of 48 out of the way. We also, as a high school athletic association, have now completed the girls' golf season, the cross country season, the soccer season, and the volleyball season. And there have already been fits and starts in the girls' basketball season. We'll have it in boys' basketball, we'll have it in wrestling. Maybe not in swimming because the way you can kind of separate, isolate and, and do that uh, a, a little more uniquely. But those are all seasons that are in their infancy. We can cancel matchups. We can make up games a bit easier than we can in football. You can't do that when it comes to postseason football. Let's hope fingers crossed, say a prayer to the man upstairs, whatever you do to make uh, you know just good things happen that we play 24 games come Friday and Saturday my friend always a pleasure we'll do it again next week look forward to a great great job by the way on the volleyball state finals had a chance to watch it great job as usual I appreciate that thank you very much for Bob Stambazi and Wes Wolf behind the scenes this is Greg Rakestraw we'll do it again next week for a regional wrap-up and semi-state preview edition of the state champs Indiana Extra Point podcast presented by Lawrence Technological University